Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome everyone to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Lauren Gray. I am so excited to be joined by another awesome lady pinballer. I'm so excited. She is part of the team at RageTiltPinball.com, the apparel and pin hobby website. She is from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Help me welcome Beck Gussler. Yay! Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show. Beck, for people who don't know you, could you give us a quick pinball origin story, how you got into the hobby and kind of where you're at today? Yeah. So both uh, my husband and I bought tablets for Christmas, both for each other. Didn't realize we were both buying each other tablets. Uh, And we ended up playing the pinball arcade on there. Started playing some Williams tables. And he was like, hey, how about we go find some place to play these on location? I'm like, all right, that sounds interesting. We go, we go to this place called uh, the Pinball Parlor in Erlington, Pennsylvania. And we, we get up there and uh, every A-list title game, Safe Cracker, uh, Indiana, wow. like Indiana Jones, wow. Revenge from Mars, Attack from Mars, Bad Cats. So I start, <laughs> I, I start playing Bad Cats and I'm like, wait, this has like rules, man. Like it's telling a story through the game, right? Because Bad Cats has a very easy rule set and I'm making progress and it's like, meow, 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 meow. I'm like, cool. Right, right. And I, we start playing some other games. So I'm like, this is really, uh, really cool. Sorry, I almost swore. Did not do it. But uh, <laughs> we start playing some other games. I'm like, yeah, this seems like fun. And then we just started competing immediately. So that was like back 2015, started doing competitions and doing some graphic design work for shows and other things. Oh, that's fantastic. Because I know you do have an art background. I I did a little uh, cyber stalking, not anything crazy. I think that's really awesome. We'll get more into Rage Till later on in the show. I'm just so excited to have you here. And I just I follow you on Facebook. And I see all the cool stuff you guys are doing. And I just realized that I was having this major Philly stretch. (laughs) Four of like the five last episodes, I think, have been people from in or around the like Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia area. So I'm like, maybe it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pinball in Pennsylvania. We're a super state. So we got more people for the state playoffs and whatnot. I can imagine because I like every time I turn around, I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody else from Pennsylvania. I was like, I've got, I got to head out there. I'm very excited. Thank you so much for being on the show today. One of the big segments we do here on the Pinball Podcast, uh, Backbox Pinball Podcast. But I, I've had the hardest time saying the name of my show. <laughs> it's so sad. It's like after 30 plus episodes, I was I was doing another interview and I'm like, I can't spit out the name of the dang show. It's all right. I'm going to get better. So we're going to jump into our new segment. The The first big thing that's come out, of course, is Stranger Things. Right. It's the new title from Stern. And have you got... I, think we just mentioned you haven't gotten a chance to play it yet in person. No, one just went on location in the Barcade uh, where we have a local league. So this weekend. Yeah, so this weekend for sure. Um, But have you gotten to see any streams of it at all? I have uh, kept my video content kind of to a minimum. Mostly there's a lot of people that are like, man, I don't like this game immediately as it's announced. (laughs) Like I try and limit that kind of level of like, like frenzy um, in joining in on that kind of stuff. So I'm going to wait until I play it to really make up my mind. Um, the theme's not really my my thing. And it's so hard. You know, I was doing this interview. They were asking me a lot of questions about Stranger Things. And I feel bad because it's like I haven't played it. So I'm judging this off of, you know, not the best streaming moment at CES um, because of all the lighting. And it made the, it right. washed out the projector. And, you know, uh, a debut stream from Jack Danger. And I'm not saying that the streams were bad or the game looked bad. It's just... You can only tell so much from a video until you get your hands on it. It's really hard to judge. Right. And it's also, I think, well, it was 0.64 code. Now, three hours ago, they updated the code. Uh, So we'll see what the code brings um, because it's not even that final code. So that really changes a lot of the newer titles that come out. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that one of the things I like about um, with the code updates and the the deal they have with Netflix is that they're going to be constantly updating 
with new scenes and new call outs for the game, which I think is really cool. And I overall really like I was giving it kind of like a seven out of 10 from just what I've been judging on videos. Cause I'm like, I'm with you. The theme doesn't necessarily speak to me because I've never watched the show. I'm not saying it's bad or good. I've just, you know, if you were going to ask me on theme alone, I'm like, no, I don't, I have never watched the show. Um, And you know, I mean, it, it looks like a fan laying out and the, the projector is probably the coolest thing on it. And I, that's something I want to see in person before I make a final judgment because it's such a neat mech. And if it if it works as they say it does, then it's going to be a game changer for pinball. But, um, you know, it was just disappointing for that stream. And if you've never been under TV lights, I mean, they're very, very bright. So it's going to wash out everything even like convention center lights too they can vary so differently um because we do a lot of streaming on location and you have almost no control over what the light's going to be like when you get there yeah and i mean for the most part pinballs played in dark bars and arcades and things like that so you know lighting's not normally an issue or even if it is it's just normal daytime day lighting not like that super bright studio lighting that you would have on either a convention floor or in a, in a studio or something. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm giving it the benefit of that. It looks cool. Um, I like the screen mech, but um, I, I'm kind of a, on a, a wait and see attitude with that one. Um, so, uh, but it's, it looks exciting. And then Stern kind of came out, you know, out of the gate, you know, just rushing. I was just like, oh my goodness, right? At 20, 2020, man. So, they're like, oh. you got Rick and Morty? We, we got Stranger Things. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are like, done, drop the mic. And yeah. it, it was just very, um, I, and the thing that caught me and uh, Steph taught, Steph or Crystal, it was one of them, but we talked about the fact that, you know, they debuted a game and then you see, and I think it was Crystal, like scores on Pindigo. And, you know, people on look, I'm like, how do y'all have it so fast? And I'm like, what? How do y'all have it so fast too? Right. How did this not get out? Like, how did that people like not say, I already have it? Because they had to have had it like a day before the, you know, a day or two before the announcement. I was just kind of flabbergasted that they were able to keep that under wraps. Yeah, especially with the last couple of leaks there have been with announcements from Stern. So that that actually worked out really, really well. It did. I I was I was surprised. Um, maybe they had like a few like trusted distributors or whatnot that were able to kind of keep it under wraps. But uh, yeah, after that whole debacle with ja- Jurassic Park, I mean, I I don't even know how they're going to be able to keep this under wraps. But they did a great job. So so well done to Stern. Um, the other big thing. Oh my god, it's like so funny. Like because I've like literally had like conversations about this like for the past two weeks. Are the <laughs> Twippies, and it's like I can't believe I'm. It's so exciting. So the Twippies, for those of you who have never heard of that, I talk about them all the time. Jeff Patterson has a website called This Week in Pinball, and it is a news source, new source for all things pinball. And they have an uh, accompanying podcast that's hosted by Zach Menny, and um, he has a rotating list of guests, but his main guest host is Dennis Creasel. I love their energy, and um, they're very entertaining. But Jeff has put together for the past, this will be the third year, a, for lack of a better term, a pinball people's choice awards. And each year they're trying to make it better and better, but people get salty. Like I, I, I can't believe people get salty over pinball people's choice awards. Now I will say, you know, I have to put, you know, a, a provision or, you know, I, I am nominated for, a few, so I, <laughs> it's like one of those things where like, I can't talk bad about it because I'm nominated. Right. And I'm not, I, I honestly, Jeff is one of the hardest working people in pinball and he's such a nice guy. I love him so much. And he put so much work into the Twippies. And when I found out that I was nominated, my personally nominated for two and then my league and my coffee shop where I play nominated for uh, Twippies as well. I was just like crying. I was like, this is the bestest thing. I can't believe I'm crying over a pinball people choice award, but I'm crying. Uh, So I was super excited. So I want to say thank you listeners for kind of getting together and getting me nominated for podcaster of the year. The other three were complete shock. I was like, what are these other categories? Um, so there's there's a lot of categories. Um, some of them I'm kind of like, oh, that's a cool, like those make sense. And then some of them I'm like, yeah, not so much. No. Yeah, the, that was one of the things I was curious to hear from you about is like which ones, because there were a couple this year where I was like, I don't know. Like I will do my best to nominate someone for best light show, but like I didn't feel strongly. 
And and that's, you know, it's like, they're like, well, you don't have to vote for everything. I'm like, yeah, but if you're there, you kind of want to pick something. Right. And like, you know, it, it kind of, the game nominees game of the year is kind of easy. It's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, I think I, and I said this before, it's going to come down to me between Wonka and Jurassic Park. Those were the two kind of standouts for me. I really, I liked Black Knight Sword of Rage and I, I did like Elvira. Um, I'm not a Munsters fan. I'm just not. I, I, it's, it's for a certain person that likes that theme. And I just, if I can, you know, you know, try to GC it in a couple of plays. I'm like, this is a little too easy. <laughs> have, you, have you played it with the lower play field? Yes. Okay. So you've yeah. played both versions. Yeah, you, I have. Okay. I was yeah. like, do you feel better about one version <laughs> over the other? Yeah. I mean, the art is amazing on it. And right. I mean, it's, I just, it's too easy. It's like, to me, I'm like, it's just too, it's too easy for me. And it's, it, it's not a theme that appeals to me at all, but it's, it looks cool. And it, it, I mean, it's fun. Like it would be something like if you were a family, you had little kids and you wanted something that they would play. I don't know necessarily they'd be jazzed about the theme, but it would be something easy for them to play where they wouldn't, you know, lose their quarters immediately. Right. And I think it's one of those, like, not the only game in your collection kind of, kind of deals. Yeah. That, that I would never tell somebody the first game you should buy is the monsters. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah. And it shouldn't be the only one. Definitely. Um, but yeah. So some of the categories, you know, they have best theme, which it's just theme, best animations and display best light show and i'm like I, I mean i know i know what they're doing they're getting very specific about different things it's like the technical oscars y'all um you know the oscars that nobody ever sees and like they have the other oscars when they tell you oh all these people won the oscars like a couple of days ago for all the you know best grip uh costume and makeup or whatever um but there were a couple that i, I really liked i thought you know animations and display to me that also like to me includes the light show. Like, I feel like that's like, should it, it doesn't necessarily need to break out. Um, toys and gimmicks. I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, theme integration to me, that almost is very similar to the theme category when it's just on theme, but um, call outs, rules, sound, artwork, artwork to me could be like a legit, legit category game of the year, of course. And then of course they have all the writing categories and, you know, I I'm so excited that I got nominated for rookie of the year, but it's like the most rando category. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like such a jerk. Cause it's like, I got nominated, but I'm like, it's a weird category. Y'all. I, I don't know how I got nominated. I, I did not like even imagine that I would be, I'm completely uh, honored to be nominated, but it was one of those things where I'm like, well, maybe I you know, maybe I shouldn't be nominated. I don't know. It was just, it was, it's a little squishy. There isn't like a lot of parameters of how that's like should work. Right. Right. So do you, when you get nominated, well, actually I already, I think I already know the answer to this unless it's changed. When you got nominated this year, did you uh, get the option to like recluse yourself from being nominated for a category? I don't know. The, Jeff, right. I found out that I was nominated on New Year's Day when they like put that out. Put like, the ballot I, out. Put the ballot out. And I'm like, oh, the ballot's out. I'm like, shut your face. Oh, my God. I was like, uh, yeah, it, that was like literally my reaction to uh, the, the four categories that kind of touched my world. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. But yeah, the one that were I, I was I totally could get behind podcast but podcast oh my god these podcasters i love all y'all i do i love all y'all but don't be salty with one another don't it's it's a pinball (laughs) people's choice award don't be salty um and i mean i would love to win but i don't think i have the numbers to to you know kind of take on like a special one later canada but hey y'all go out and vote I'm just saying, go out and vote. Um, <laughs> um, voting ends at the end of January. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. The other categories that I thought were kind of fun, uh, best homebrew. I think that's kind of cool to give people. Who oh, that's are a good of, one. Yeah. I really like that one. Um, favorite, you know, streamer and YouTube channel. I feel like that's almost, I, I know they're different. And, you know, I got to give props to my, to my dude, uh, Carrie Hardy. I, good luck, man. Um, my fellow Texan, but you know, and the, the, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, ah, some of these categories are a little weird. Um, pa- favorite competitive pinball player, you know, uh, Steve's our hometown guy now. Right, um, right. So I, you know, I got to give him some love. And then also, uh, Holly Kosakin, who is going to be on the show later this month. Who oh, awesome. wit. I'm so that's the girl heart emoji, heart emoji. I'm so excited to have her on the show. Um, you know, that's kind of a fun one. Pinball location. Um, 
you know, that, that, that one's kind of hard because not everybody's been to all these locations. You know, if you are in the Northeast, you're probably not going to come to a, a coffee shop in Texas, but um, it's kind of nice to see, you know, recognize those operators that are, you know, kind of doing, doing their thing and making pinball, you know, a, a fun thing to do in their neck of the woods. Right. Yeah. And I think our local place, our local haunt, uh, the Pinball Gallery on Malvern got nominated for best location. I think this is this might be their third year in a row getting nominated because uh, they crush it. Um, Bill and Sherry have over 70 games that they maintain. Oh, see, that's amazing. And, you know, each one of those that were nominated for pinball location, of course, you know, I want my, my local to win what's brewing. Love the Shibert family. They've got between 25 and 30 machines there at the coffee shop. But I think it's just fun to find these other places uh, all over the world that are kind of like, well, if I'm on the road, like, let's go check that place out. So, uh, you know, I wish the best of luck to all of them. And it was neat to find out uh, about the different locations. So that that's cool. I, I think that's awesome that yeah, 70 machines. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. I, yeah. and they keep uh, getting new games. So I can't, we got stranger things coming up. I think February 18th is going to be the launch party. Oh my God. That's going to be so much fun. They deck the whole arcade out. So black Knight swords of rage, they put up like castle themed decorations everywhere. Oh wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good time. Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. Um, some uh, favorite pinball convention, you know, you know, it's going to be Replayfix. Maybe they need like a, a large and a small for that because it's like, like I felt bad because we went to um, Cleveland this year and and that was amazing. Like Don Johnson puts on an amazing show and Pintastic is equally great. Like they're they're great shows out there. But I was like, oh man, but I have to vote for Replay because that's insane. I feel like Pinburg's always going to win that one or Pinburg, you know, Replay FX. I think that's a great idea that they have like large, you know, ten thousand plus or what, whatever the however they want to do that, like large and then small because like something like the Houston Arcade Expo, which is my kind of home expo, it's a way smaller expo than replay. Um but it's it's really fun and it's kind of hard to compare them. Even though they're both arcade events, they're just totally different things. Um so that I think Jeff, if you're listening, I think that's an awesome idea. <laughs> and then um Favorite pinball topper, which I think is hysterical. I'm like, oh my God. Although <laughs> I did say, and see, girl, this is going to be about, I said that there should be a pinball swag category because, you know, there's good swag and there's bad swag because I've seen the bad swag. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I am all about my pinball t-shirts, pins, hats, all the accessories. Um, so I'm like, there should be a pinball swag category, you know? And the, hmm. the, I mean, it's hard because it's you're always creating, but I'm like, well, if they submit it once they couldn't submit it again that would be kind of like i was like well if they submit their t-shirt design or or hat design or whatever you know once they submit it if they don't make it then they need to submit something new i guess for the following year yeah and i think like maybe of the year and like maybe even best show art of the year i feel like that could actually because the show art's been like killing it you know that's true i love i mean i love show posters and art that's a great category too i like that one because i come on jeff yeah jeff we're giving you ideas write these down um but uh because you don't have anything else to do i love that idea because oh my god there was it the god is it was it the dutch the dutch open or something there was one of it was one of the scandinavian pinball opens or events and they had like the coolest poster um my friend karen kaiser posted it and i'm like oh i was like that poster is amazing and i do that for all the posters because it's just like we we have so much talent out in pinball particularly in the the art world um that i think that, that that's a great category i love that idea I'm like yeah. oh, I, want, I i even more than i mean i want swag in but you know i think pinball poster art or you know event art would be kind of cool so yeah i, I think that. that'd be awesome yeah. And then um, I got to give another plug for favorite pinball uh, league. So mm. I, I, this honestly, I'm super chuffed about the whole podcast thing. I didn't, you know, I'm just happy about that. The rookie of the year, I kind of have the giggles. I, you know, that's great. Um, you know, the coffee shop, great. But the the league, like, that's the thing that made me cry. Like that was the, that was I'm like, it, it, and I feel that that award nomination is for like ladies leagues all over, not just my league. I mean, yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm like, oh my God, like we work really hard and we have so much fun, but to be nominated and be the only ladies league that was nominated, I was just like, this is for all the ladies leagues everywhere. (laughs) I've heard 
some feedback about the league category because what? Well, we don't play in that league. We don't know that league. And da, 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 da. it's kind of the same thing as the location argument. Well, we don't live in that part of the world. Um, you know, I, I, I think that like, you know, hopefully more leagues get nominated or, you know, they do a, a write in, you know, like for a perfect example, no, nobody from the Pacific Northwest, you know, got into that, like, you know, babes in Pinland or anything like that. So, I mean, there's so many other great leagues out there. It, I, I hope that this continues and we get to highlight more of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that would be awesome. Maybe do it regionally or something. Cause there are so many leagues. It's, it just makes it difficult um, too. Yeah. And I, and I kind of like that where it's a regional thing where, you know, you'd have like, you know, maybe like Northeast, Southeast, you know, West, you know, Northwest or, you know, international. I think that that would be kind of a a way to highlight the leagues and then, you know, give more opportunity to highlight different parts of, of the world. So, right. Yeah. I I love that. Beck, you are full of all the good ideas. I mean, you know what? Maybe we should be on the committee next year. We're going (laughs) to. I'm like, you got Jeff's phone call, yeah. uh, phone number? Let's call him. Call yeah, him right yeah. now. We'll we're, just... we're, conf- we're at a conference, Jeff. In. We, Jeff, we have all the ideas. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, I'll plug, I will plug again. I plug for the podcast and Rookie of the Year. But but this one is like, if you don't have a home league in the hunt, um, please, please, please consider voting for Bells. It's not just a vote for our local club. It is a vote for all ladies chapters, uh, whether they be Babes in Pinland, Bride of PPL, um, the, all the bells across the world. I, I, I would love for it to be the, in that room with a bunch of dudes and be the winner. And I'm like, Oh my, I would probably lose my mind. I'm like, somebody else is going to have to talk. I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't talk, but, uh, but yeah, that would be, that would be super awesome. I, I mean, so it's one of those categories where I don't know if it'll make it to next year, but it was super awesome to be nominated this year for that one. That's awesome. Are you going to Texas? I am. So I have never been to TPF before. So I'm going to, I already have my room and I'm all set up and ready to go. I just, I was on, I, so I did an interview yesterday with the loser kid pinball podcast and they're talking about a party bus. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can, I mean, it sounds super fun, um, but I don't know if I can handle that. I'm like, I can't go, you know, I, I, I need to like save my liver and my kidneys and like they, I need to treat them nice. So I'm like, no, you have to go like party plus bus. Like that's yeah. Yeah. That's like any pinball event we're at. And someone's like, Hey, there's this other party. It's like, okay, you go. It'll be good. It'll be a fun time. Yeah. So the, uh, the, so the, the whole thing is, and I, we talked a little bit about it on, on loser kid, but I did, um, uh, reach out to deep root and they approved me to come to their launch event which is the Wednesday before TPF. So a bunch of the pinball media people. Did you get a swank press pass? I, I I think I might. I like if I do, I will definitely like take pictures and I will be documenting everything, y'all. But yes, yeah, so uh Robert Mueller reached out to me directly and first he said he listened to the show. So I was like, oh my God. I was like, you, really? I was like, you I was like, I thought you'd be like too busy or something. Uh, but he was he he caught the show that we did with Crystal and Steph. And yeah, he was he was really nice and yeah, so I'm in y'all. So I'm, you're going to have a gal on the street, you know, doing a live report from the Deep Root launch. So Backbox Pinball Podcast will be there for sure. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm super excited about it. But so that's the whole idea. So all of them are going to go there and then take the party bus from there to Dallas. Well, it's the Dallas area. Um, but it's like a five hour drive. So I was like, oh, no. I was like, that's cool. yeah, it, that's what I tell y'all. I'm like, it is legit for real. It takes you forever to get across the state. It takes so long. Yeah. Um, that's like a Philly to Pittsburgh drive. Like, I'm just like, uh, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's no, um, so it's, it's a, it's a drive. So I'm kind of like, do I want to drive on the cool bus? Do I want to fly? I, I haven't even heard of the bus as like a legit thing. It's kind of just this rumor. <laughs> Um, I think it started from the special and lit podcast. And then the loser kid guys were like, are you going to be on the bus? I'm like, what bus are you talking about? You show up. It's just a giant passenger van just filled with. Oh like- no. <laughs> I, let me climb over the seat. Right. Yeah. That's, that is going to be super fun. Uh, yeah, no, we'll see what happens, but, uh, thank you so much to, uh, Robert and the folks at deep root for inviting me to that. And of course we'll talk more about that as that approaches and TPF. Uh, comes around. But 
Beck, so one of the things I've been following you for for quite some time as, you know, I've kind of been in the hobby. Um, I saw one of your shirts and I fell in love with it. And I'm like, this shirt is so great. And the more I see about your designs and and I just like everything you guys do, there's kind of a, a, an irreverence, a kind of a fun aspect to to the Rage Tilt designs. What made you decide to kind of go into the apparel and pinball hobbyist world? Yeah, so no one was making shirts for people larger than a 2X, uh, or practically no one. And my husband's a bigger guy. Um, I'm also like six foot tall. So it's really difficult for me to find clothes. It's really difficult for him to find clothes. So we were like, you know, we're doing some stuff for, we came out of the yarn world and knitting, um, doing apparel for that. And we were like, yeah, let's do it for pinball because we both really enjoy playing pinball. And it's a lot of fun and our community is great. Like in Philly, you can't pass it up. Um, Anytime someone has an idea, we're like, yeah, yeah. Like let's do it. Um, So it's, it's a really amazing community around here that, and that really kind of helped us get started. And and so who's involved? I know it's you and your husband, Matt. Do you have anybody else that's part of your team as well? So we've got three co-owners, Matt, me, and our third business partner, Chris Thomas. And what is your role there at Rage Tilt? So I draw stuff and I also, I do all the bookkeeping. I book our travel and stuff for shows um, and all the finances and accountings. And I do all the order fulfillment. And if you talk to us on Twitter, I handle the social media for Twitter, which is like super funny because sometimes like people talk to me thinking that they're talking to Matt. It's it's a good time. <laughs> Uh, you know what? It's so true, though. So I am, if you guys haven't noticed a picture, I am a, a, a larger lady. I'm a little, you know, a little fluffy. But so and it's like whenever I would try to find pinball clothes, I'm like, I'm sitting here like literally trying to stretch this. And I'm not even saying, you know, I'm not super big, but like I wear like sometimes like a 2X or a 1X or kind of it just depends on the cut of the shirt. So all these pinball T-shirts are cut super short. And right. they're made for like extra large. I'm like, that's not going to work. And, yeah. like, and I'm like, it's extra. It feels like it's extra large for a child. <laughs> right. Right. And we go up to six X. Um, and we actually also special order in XL t-shirts if people want extra large and tall, uh, which is, I think is like super important because people don't realize that that's a thing. It is. A th- oh my God. That is so great. I did not know you do that. My husband has a real long torso. So he is, if he can find an extra tall, like to, to, you know, where that's, he's so happy because he has the hardest time with the thing. It's the t-shirts are too short. So he tries to get the tall when he can. That's an awesome option for that. Um, my, my favorite design from you guys right now is the, um, hail Santa play pinball. I swear <laughs> to God, I real I, 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 it's on my list of things to buy because I was like, I need to get one. Um, but it's, I'm like, I really want to wear that to my office Christmas party. It will probably not go over well because they're, you know, a bit stuffy. But <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to wear it everywhere. I, I love a, a little irreverency and just kind of, you know, something fun. How do you guys kind of put designs together? We pitch ideas back and forth. Uh, talk it over, draw some stuff out. There's some stuff like, I think the play pinball and hail Santa, I drew while we were at Cleveland. Cause we were both like, yeah, no, we got to do this. Um, there's some stuff like that where it's just like, it clicks, you can instantly visualize it and you want to draw it. Um, and it goes like both Matt and I work on the art. So we'll go back and forth on some stuff. And then sometimes we just have really bad ideas. And so like, we'll draw something out and we're like, uh, I don't know about this. We'll send it to a couple test people being like, uh, and they're like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, that's dumb. So <laughs> like, not, not everyone's a winner. Not every. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. We tried to pitch uh, Jersey Jack. He came on for an interview with us and we tried to pitch him on this idea we had been joking about called the Jersey jackpot shot. So like anytime you hit a jackpot, it would go Jersey jackpot. He was like, yeah, some ideas are good. And then others aren't. <laughs> I just left it, like, left it there. I was like, "Oh, cool, cool, thanks." Yeah, yeah. All right, we got we got the message on that one. We're good. We're good. With that being said, is there um, somewhere that you guys are looking to go with your merch? You know, I know that you offer a couple of different things, but are there things that you guys want to maybe do in the future? Yeah. So we've got our our kind of set list for the next year of stuff to work on. Uh, we're doing more limited edition runs. So the okay. play, play pinball on Hail Santa was limited edition. <gasps> That's it. We're not oh, no. printing anymore. Oh, I, I need to go order that. I thought I had more I'm time. Like, 
Uh, no, so that was a pre-order up until I think the end of November, and then that was it. Uh, we're gonna do a, something else for next next uh, winter. We'll see what that ends up being, um, and then we're gonna do some more non-pinball stuff uh, because we actually right now we're working with an arcade out of Kansas um, that we wholesale with. We've also wholesaled with Rock Fantasy in New York. And just giving some more kind of swag that arcades can sell and actually have um, have income off of. Okay. Um, so that's one of the things we want to work on more. And we'll still be doing event shirts and whatnot for uh, local tournaments and, and everything like that. Speaking of events, uh, what kind of events do you guys like to do? And are there some events that maybe you want to do for like 2020 and beyond? Yeah. So we were putting together our travel calendar. Um, Texas is on our list. It's mm. just... We got to figure out how to get there. So, like, No, I get it. I get it. Believe me. I get it. And we've, we go to the, I think we did six or seven shows this past year. Uh, so on, on our list for this upcoming year is going to be Pintastic, um, Replay Effects. Again, we're increasing our party booth size from one booth to two booths this year. Um, I don't know if you've been to Replay, but we did like a D-Rage cage. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. No, I, I have not been to replay. This is going to be 2020 is a, a lot of firsts for me. I, I've done the Texas circuit because, again, Texas is big. It's hard to get out of. Um, right. so, but this year I have plans to go to TPF, which is in Texas, but also to do replay effects in Pinburg. And like our determining factor is, is the show fun? And did we pay for our expenses? And like, did everyone have a good time? Uh, there's some that are always going to be on our list that are in Pennsylvania. So like the York show and the Allentown show are like the two stalwart shows in PA first weekend in May, first weekend in October. And like, those are probably always stay on the list. Um, Pintastic. We tried it. We took a leap of faith with uh, Gabe the one year and we've been back every year since. Uh, Wow. And then Uh Cleveland was like that for us this year where we were like, no, this is an amazing show. Like we don't care if we make money, we're going. So it looked amazing. I mean, I, we've had Kim Martinez on the show. She organized the, the ladies event there. And that just looked like a really fun show. So I, I definitely think that that's on the list. Crystal and Steph were selling me hard. Listeners, you remember from last episode on Allentown, they were talking to me about the food hall and all the things and the, you know, the swap meet and the sales. I'm like, y'all, I, I can't. I can't buy all the things. And I know me. I'm like, I got all the deals and there's snacks. I mean, these are all wins for me. Yeah. If you come to a PA show, bring a trailer or a truck or something you can fit a pin in because uh, the PA shows are sales shows. They sell machines like nothing else. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. That would I mean, it would be awesome, but not awesome. Because <laughs> I, I, it's, I'm trying really hard to save money. Try, and it's so hard. This hobby is, is not friendly to my wallet at all or my budget. It's like, and then, you know, the, the spouse, my husband is just like, you know, and he, he, he calls me out on it. He's like, you make me sound like this terrible person that tells you no all the time. (laughs) He's like, I don't say no. I just ask you where we're going to put it. I'm like, you might as well just say no. Um, but you know, I, I will give him, he, he, he's a lovely person y'all, but, uh, he does literally every time I'm like, so I saw this sea witch for sale in Corpus Christi. Where are you going to put it? I'm like, don't ask those questions. Don't, I'm like, I, don't do you worry need about a kitchen this. table? Yeah. We, yeah. we can just take on the machine. It's yeah. fine. Is this cocktail table? Is it necessary? Is they it? make cocktail pinballs. It's exactly. Replace it. Get that out of there. It, there you go. It, wins for everybody. Yeah. I'm just so excited about what you guys are doing and what is your favorite thing that you guys have done? Like do you have like a favorite piece of swag or shirt or design that you have done that you just like that's it that's like my favorite thing. We've got a couple so we do some art for a local arcade um that puts on some shows called Railroad Street Crossing uh Bar and Grill and they host Pin Crossing. And we've done posters for them. Um, and one of the first posters I, that Matt worked on was Rudy. I, I did the grill. The grill was a pinball machine made out of bricks. And like, I think I drew the sausages too. But like, like, so it's like this weird combination. But I think that's one of my favorite screen prints we've ever done. And again, it was a limited run. Um, you either got it or you didn't get it. And we also did like a Pinfest um, poster for them too one year, which featured uh, the Mechanical Bride, which was like a, oh, a rip fun. off of the Bride of Pinbot and like an old timey circus poster. So oh. the, it's like kind of the sleepers where it's like, okay, we kind of want it around this game theme. 
like run with it. That's the stuff I really like working on and really like, like have lights going back for this year. For me, it's the play pinball and hail Santa. That thing. Just- <laughs> it's, it's the most hysterical thing. If listeners, I will include a link of course to rage Stoke, but I will include a picture of that on um, the postings for sure. Cause that is hysterical. If you haven't seen it yet. Um, Something I wanted to ask you, not about Rage Tilt. Hmm. Um, what is going on? I saw a post about the Eastern Block. Okay. What is that about? I'm like, what, what's going on over here? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not all It's not all Pittsburgh. It's not all Pinburg. <laughs> so we're, it's a general jab at the guys over across the state because uh, we're on another tri-state region. I'm actually from Pittsburgh um, okay. originally. And we're from like, we're on the other side in a different tri-state region. So Eastern Block is Southeastern PA. Um, actually Harrisburg East of PA, uh, South Jersey, Delaware, um, and Maryland and all the events going on. So it's a Facebook group that Matt and I created for people to get together and post different things that are going on in the area, uh, because people don't realize how much pinball we have. We've got a league almost every single night of the week. Um, and there's one starting in Allentown up at, um, Penn Skate, which is a skate park slash pinball place. Oh, how fun. Yeah. And it's just a way for players to keep tabs on all the other events, especially if they want to compete. Because um, I think we've got a tournament over almost every single weekend. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I knew, you know, from just talking to to you, to Priyanka, to Elizabeth, you know, I've, I've met so many people from the, the Pennsylvania, you know, Northeast area. Then I just hear so much about Northeast pinball, but in particular, Pennsylvania. So I think that's amazing. So congratulations. That sounds like so much fun. Thanks. Yeah. No, it's an awesome community. It's all all really great people. Besides something for Rage Tilt and, of course, the Eastern Block, do you have any other kind of uh, pinball goals or anything going on pinball-wise in 2020? Any big shows that you want to do just as a pinballer? It's, it's, so, it's so intertwined at this point. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really difficult. Uh, so last year I sat out at Pinburg. I think I want to play this year at Pinburg. I'm like, I think. I don't know. It was actually really fun sitting out because I got to make people peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and like, like just be like, hi, how's it going? And they'd be like, ah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Um, probably compete more. I, I started out really strong last year and then I kind of burned myself out because I think I'm on the, the kind of brink for the top hundred women's seating. Uh, we don't have an IFPA women's group locally. We've just started tournaments last year. So it's really difficult for me to get women's IFPA points. So I have to go about it through the co-ed route. Okay. So, you know, you could start a Bell's chapter in your area. Just just throwing it out there. Just <laughs> let that marinate a little bit. If you need help, I will be more than happy to help you. But uh, but yeah, no, uh, you, I'm just, just throwing it out there. I know, I know. We've got the Ballbusters group locally. It's a great, and we've got a lot of casual play. So we haven't, yeah, I, I think that's why we just started doing the women's tournaments this past year is because we were like, man, we got to get in on these women's IFPA points. Yeah, and the thing, and that's the thing for for our listeners who who maybe don't understand. So in IFPA, you have your Whopper points, but they are separate. If you play in an open event, those, those that is one set of points, and then if you play in a women's only event, that is a completely separate bracket and a se- separate set of points. Um, so it's it's different. Like my ranking is much higher on the women's bracket because I play in more women's events. Um, whereas my open bracket is terrible. I think I'm like, like 5,000 or something. It's just, it's just shameful. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, don't look at it. Look away, look away. Um, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like my goal is I'd love to be in a women's, you know, you know, international, you know, Mm. competition, like make the top 25, but to crack the top 100, I was like, that is my personal goal. Don't know if it's going to happen, but that is, that is it. I was like, I, I was like, if I play in enough women's events and stop being so terrible, um, you that's, know, that's the, the second part to me. It's like, I just need to play better. It's so weird. Either I'm like on fire or it's like, I've literally like just shot down in flames. I'm like, I was like, I just, can I be in the middle? Can I have some consistency? That would be really nice. Um, but yeah, no, all, all the ladies events, all the ladies events. So that's awesome. I mean, if you can find time between all the things you've got going on, in yeah, your life. Like, <laughs> no, no, that's amazing. So Beck, uh, thank you again so much for coming on the show. As we wrap up the show, we have a segment called inside the pinball arcade. This is where we ask each of our guests to share with us, um, more about their pinball mind. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. Let's all play. Right, let's play. Here we go. Question number one. 
What game do you love? Bad Cats. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it, and then I was like, I'm going to buy that game. And then I ended up with one in my collection. So I, I can't complain. It's not a standalone game, but it's, it's an incredible game um, just for fun. What is the thing you love most about it? The center ramp shot. Like, <laughs> just hands down. It's like, meow, 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 meow. There's also a really sick guitar riff on the trash can. Mm-hmm. If you have the bonus completely stacked up and you have the multiplier on, it plays an incredibly long guitar riff. Like, like it keeps going. You're like, yes. really? Yeah. Hands gonna, down, that's my favorite. I love Bad Cats. It's so much fun. It's just, it's quirky and fun and I love it. Um, Danielle Peck, it's one of her, I think it is her favorite when we asked what did she love, Bad Cats, or at least it was favorite for for one of our questions coming up. But we, we were like, meow, 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 meow. Um, all right, question number two. What game do you hate? Oh, man. I really hate El Toro. Um, it is, it is like, I want to be like, oh, there's redeeming qualities in that. It's no, you just earn extra balls. You are playing forever. It's up there with old Chicago for me in terms of like EMs awarding extra balls. I'm just like, please make this stop. Make this stop. Uh, like, I just want to stop playing. This isn't fun. Like, can I just like, like, and I've actually reached under and been like, yeah, I think I'm good. I'm going to turn this off and turn it back on. That, that is my least favorite pinball machine. El Toro is the monopoly of the pinball world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, all right. Question number three. What is your favorite pinball art? This can be backglass, p- playfield, or cabinet art. Oh, man. That is a toughie because there's so much good art. Um, really, I think I have to go with... There is a game called Zigzag. It's a EM with... Uh, bumper cars on it and the bumper cars have gone out of control and they're careening through restaurants and it's angle people and like there's a giant chicken flying up in the air because they've gone through the restaurant and like hit a waiter uh but it's it's a really wacky one um all the angle people are it just cracks me up so much like golf stream there's a guy getting hit in the face with a volleyball like it's it's yeah. super good yeah, like Miss O, there's a couple of different ones. I love those whole, that that particular, somebody's mentioned who it is, and I don't know if listeners are included in the show notes on who it is, but um, that particular style of art is so much fun. I Yeah, no, that's a good one. I haven't had anybody mention that one before, so I like it. All right, question number four. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be sound package, like a soundtrack, or this can be a particular call out or sound a machine makes. The um, high score music on roller games. <laughs> so you get the high score on roller games and all of a sudden like it, it's like this like weird like 80s like skating music and it goes over to kick butt and it's like kick butt and it just keeps going like it, you could just jam out to that sucker it turns out event it turns off like maybe after 10 minutes maybe 15 minutes but it is just this guy just going over and over again kick butt with like a, a nice like drum beat <laughs> Um, I'm, I, I will try and find that for you. Last time I checked, it was not on YouTube because occasionally I'm like, man, I could really go for listening to the kick butt music from uh, roller games right now. Let me just, yeah. Yeah. I, I try to, you know, when I want to listen to music or something, pinball music, there's a couple that I love. Like my, my grail right now is night moves. If you guys have never heard <laughs> the music from night moves, it's, it's a joy. It's truly a joy. Um, I also like uh ready aim fire. It's like a real short loop. I, I'm like, this is fine. Everything is fine. I will play this game forever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Question number five. And this might be hard because there's so much around you and you go to so many things. What is your favorite festival expo to attend and or play in? Oh, the York Pinball Show. Hands down. Bingo row for life. Uh, Nick Baldridge that hosts oh, the... Love- he is like the best person ever. He's taught me how to play bingo machines multiple times because I don't remember things. Um, was there when I caught a bingo machine on fire? Oh and- my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun, fun fact: caught a bingo machine on fire. I dove under, switched it off, and it was like smoke was like pouring out. And I was like, I need an adult. Let me go get Nick because Nick is very responsible. And like he was like, Oh, you turned it off. That's fine, because I think I turned it off and then went under and unplugged it, because I was just like, nope, nope, like, so much nope. But yeah, the York show is the the 
holy grail for EM shows. Um, I think on the East Coast, it's an incredible show, especially like EMs are my jam. I like working on them. I really like playing them. There is an amazing group of people that bring EMs to that show. So I, yeah. That's going to have to be on my, I'm an EM fan. I know there's people that are just, you know, modern stuff only or DMDs only. I love EMs. And to me, I like all the pinball. Don't get me wrong. Um, But to me, there's the magic of pinball is, is what I get from EMs. It's that to me, that's where, you know, I I don't know. There's just something magical about them. I just, I just love them. It's fun. And like, there is no, like you have the card, right? So you look at the game rules card and you're like, all right, that's like, it'll be like two sentences. Like don't till, till ends game. And like the pop bumpers are worth a thousand points when you like this thing. And then there's all these secret hidden rules that you don't know. Uh, Like I think on one of your recent episodes, you talked about Joker poker. Oh yeah. And you're just like, wait a second, Joker poker. (laughs) That's what you play it in a tournament and you're like playing with really experienced people and you're watching them and they're, you're like, why are they going for that? that like 10 over there like the jack and then you're like oh wait ball one you want to go like you're just like what joker poker all day long love that yeah no but it's true it's like the more you play them the more you kind of realize all the secret things that they didn't include on the card right right no no that's awesome that you know that's a very awesome point i like that one all right question number six what is your grail pin what is the one pin that you would like to own or that maybe you do own above all others man uh that's a toughie for me because there's so much again it would have to be I play a lot of EMs, but I also really like um, modern sterns like Kiss. I but those are attainable, right? Like so, that's like I'm like I can get that. Um, on the EM side, I really love the art on Aloha, uh, and it, I love Aloha. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Uh, my husband bought me the back glass, that's why I'm like looking like next to me, uh, and it's like this beat back glass. But I I I love the art. It's just like. I don't care how bad the gameplay might be. I'm just so in love with like how it looks as a game. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful game and it's so much fun to play. And just the, the look of it, the little hula girl and the, you know, yeah, yeah, I love it. No, that's a, that's a great one. That's a great grail. I like that. So, all right. Question number seven, who would you like to, most like to play head to head with, or who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most? Oh, man. That's so tough. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I've played with so many really cool people. Um I I gotta say my spouse. Like he just makes pinball so much Aww. better. And like he has all of the rules memorized. So <laughs> that, that is helpful. <laughs> that is super helpful because I'll be like like flapping around and he's like, Oh yeah, by the way, like you wanna stack this with this, and then I'll like triple your score. And I'm like, oh. And then I do it. Like, he'll be like, just do this. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Uh, but Which it's like, that's great. I just don't have, and this is one of my weaknesses in competition play. I can't remember rule sets in terms of like what to stack with what, like this really in-depth kind of rule play. I just don't have it. And so it's like, I'll shoot the things that are lit. Uh, when I play with him, he makes great jokes. Uh, we have like, call outs that we joke like we will do pinball call outs across the house too especially when we're working on something and it's like like devastating like like and just like fun stuff like that so yeah as he's got to be my top um my second best would be playing heavy metal meltdown with bone cairns that oh, would, I, I feel like that would be a really great experience Oh my God. I love that. I love that. No, it's, it's, and I wish I'm like you though, with rule sets, I, I kind of remember the basics or, you know, but if I, I don't remember how to stack, I'm frantically looking through pin tips. I'm like, please, 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 <laughs> please tell me how to make this work. Oh my goodness. I love that. Uh, all right. Final question. Question number eight, what is your dream theme? This would be a theme that is not currently in production, but that you would like to see come to life from a major pinball manufacturer. So we we talk about this one a lot. And so my answer changes constantly. Usually, like, for for non-licensed, I think it would be Lumberjacks. Like, Lumberjacks all day, because it would be hilarious. There's so much, like, there's so much good pun potential in that game. I'm like, 
yeah. Earlier today, I was like a Blondie uh, as in terms of like vocal musicians. I'm like Blondie would be pretty killer. <gasps> oh, Blondie like, would be amazing because she's she's got a lot of hits that people don't realize. You're like, wait, this is Blondie too. Like, I feel like that would be really great. Um, I would just like to see kind of more women themed pins and more diversity in the theme of pins. You know, I completely agree. I mean, I you know when I was we've had Blondie. Somebody mentioned Blondie, and I wanted. I could be wrong, but it might be Jessica, Jessica Kent. But I don't, I, I, somebody on here has mentioned Blondie before. I'm a huge Blondie fan. Um, but there's so many amazing female artists. You know, we've had Beyonce mentioned. We've mentioned Heart. You know, there, you know, if you want to go a little back in the catalog, you know, you can do something like Heart and Blondie. To me, Blondie is like Prince. Like, but Prince right. is like my number one. But it's like that is a music pin that would like transcend it's like bowie it's one of those where it appeals to a lot of people she made music across you know two decades three decades really um uh so there's just so much there no i love blondie oh yeah yeah i've been listening to atomic all day it's great and i'm like trying to think i'm like what would be the multi-ball would it be rapture i don't know i'm like i (laughs) I was like, ah, oh. I'm like, and I'm gonna have to think of a, what the Blondie multi ball should be, but uh, no, I love that one. That is awesome. Well, Beck, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Oh, fantastic! For folks that want to check out all that you have to offer, uh, where can they find out more about Rage Tilt? Uh, RageTiltPinball.com. It links to everything else. Uh, so if you go there, you can follow us on social media, uh, and we post cool stuff. So it's it's worth the follow because uh, there's there's cool and really weird stuff. So enjoy. Oh my god, that's fantastic, Beck! Thank you so much. And something I forgot to do at the beginning of the show because I'm like you know not remembering all the things. We have a new patron, you guys. Super excited. Um, so I'm actually going to end up propping her uh, Etsy store a little bit because she signed up as KB Kiln Art on Etsy, and we'll put a uh, a link in there, but. Uh, it, she does cool ceramics, like uh, ceramic molding and things like that. She, it was kind of fun stuff. I believe her name is Shannon. I, I, Shannon, I didn't, I couldn't quite figure out what your full name was, but Shannon, thank you for being our patron. And something I want to mention to you guys, I mentioned it a little bit on the last show. Um, we're going to be changing the tiers a bit. So uh, you nightlight tier people are going to get a lot more stuff. So that is coming. I just need to work out the logistics and the details. So, um, you know, the, the, the tiers are going to be changing. So if you've ever thought, I want to be a patron of the Backbox Pinball Podcast Show, you, we can make your dreams come true. And we'll get you some cool stuff. You know, it, I, we love the support. And I want to make sure that you guys got lots of fun swag and stuff. So uh, well, more to come on that. Uh, a plug again, go to the Twippy uh, website. I'll include a link if you can. Um, show the Backbox Pinball Podcast some love. Um, if you don't have a league, vote for Bells and Chimes. Um, Rookie of the Year, if, if you want to vote for me, that's okay. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like so it, modest. It, so it, modest. It's okay. You can vote for me. But, you know, there's lots of people in that category deserving of that. And, uh, but, but guys, thank you so much for, for just being nominated was a big deal. I loved it. So, uh, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Beck, again, thanks for coming on. I love what you guys are doing and I can't wait to see what's next from Rage Tilt. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And guys, remember, if you have any questions about the Backbox Pinball Podcast, feel free to email us at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Happy 2020 and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping! Keep flipping!